Young girls are his target. But the first target was his two cousins. With an extremely crazy thought because he thought that killing six people in six months can help win the lottery, he killed ruthlessly despite them shouting, begging for their lives. Welcome to the dark story of the Daniel Hussein case. This is a story about the cruelty and cruelty of a serial killer. Daniel Hussein is a young man living in East London, England. In June 2020, he was arrested for the murder of two young girls in a violent assault. The scary thing, however, is that these are only the first victims in a series of mass murders. Police found a list of other potential victims alive, all of whom were young women. The story of Daniel Hussein is a warning to us about the dangers of crime and human brutality. Join me in uncovering the dark mysteries of the Daniel Hussein case. This is how the situation unfolded with Daniel Hussein. Our tale starts off in the city of London. London is a major metropolis that has a very powerful pulse, thanks to its population of 9 million individuals and the fact that it is home to just over 13% of the overall population of the United Kingdom. In fact, it is without a doubt one of the most significant cities on the face of the earth, due to the fact that it is located in two different time zones from New York. It is one of the major financial hubs in the world. Because of this, it is a competitive location for American and Asian industries. The majority of worldwide company offices are located in this city, which also has the title of having the second best global aviation connections in the world after only Dubai. This is despite the fact that air traffic in this city is notoriously crowded. You will either like or despise this city due to its climate, culture, and way of life. Nonetheless, there is no ignoring the fact that it is successful in drawing in over 30 million people each and every year. We are going to a neighborhood of Wembley that is located in the northwestern part of the city. Wembley is best famous for its football stadium, which is known as Wembley Stadium, and it has a capacity of up to 90,000 people. And it was just here at Wembley that Bieber Henry, age 46, made his home. 1974 marked the year that Justin Bieber was brought into the world by her mother, Mina Henry, and her father, Herman Henry, who were both highly intriguing and accomplished personalities. Mina was the first woman of African descent to be appointed as an archdeacon in the Church of England. Herman was a former fighter who had retired, and her mother had said that she was a lady with the heart of a lion. Bieber was extremely straightforward and powerful, and despite the fact that she was just five feet tall, she more than made up for her lack of height. When Bieber first started working as a social worker for Buckinghamshire Council, she was searching for a purpose in life that would allow her to express her profound self-assurance and pleasant personality. Her relatives characterized her as a fervent champion for the protection of disadvantaged children and families, something that she had always indicated an interest in doing. And she had always mentioned that she was interested in helping those who were vulnerable. By the time that Bieber had reached the age of early adulthood, her parents had tragically gone through a divorce. By the year 1992, her mother Mina had remarried to a man whose name was Christopher Smallman. 
In the end, Mina and Christopher would come to the conclusion that they wanted to start a family of their very own. And it wasn't until the year 1994 that the two of them would give birth to their daughter, Nicole Smallman. Nicole was 20 years younger than Bieber. And although she had a personality that was equally as lively as Bieber's, she was also completely different from him. Nicole was his half-sister. Nicole was someone who had a lot of love to give to people who were around her, and she was described as someone who should have been born in the 1960s. She was completely unconcerned with her appearance or the opinions of others about her. She was just looking to have a good time and was a genuine gem to have a conversation with. As Nicole entered and progressed through her adolescent years, she developed a strong interest in the artistic world. After spending some time at the Arts Educational School in London, she enrolled in classes at the University of Westminster to further her education. She also worked as a freelance photographer, and she had her own photography company under the name Nicole Smallman Photography. Her home away from home throughout her stay at university was the Harrow Campus. After finishing her first year in halls of residence, generally known as dormitories, she made the decision to live with her elder sister, Bieber, just to the north of Wembley Park in order to save a little bit of money. Bieber lives just north of Wembley Park. Both Bieber and she had room in their Wembley apartments, which were close to one another. Moving in together had already strengthened the bond of friendship between the two sisters who were already quite close to one another. They were each other's yin and yang in a lot of ways. Two extremely distinct halves that, rather of competing with one another, complete and fix one another. Nicole was calm and reassuring, but Bieber exuded strength, self-assurance, and assertiveness. Their mother used to call Bieber the spitfire and Nikki the flower girl when referring to the two of them together. The 6th of June in the year 2020 is rapidly approaching. It was the beginning of the weekend in England, and the summer was almost upon them. Although the temperature only reached 16 degrees Celsius, or 60 degrees Fahrenheit, it was a beautiful day and the beginning of what could be a wonderful weekend. Although it was still a touch on the cold side, temperatures only reached 16 degrees Celsius, or 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Nicole and Justin had begun the process of making arrangements. It was Bieber's birthday, and as a way to celebrate, they came to the conclusion that Fryan Country Park would be the best place to get together with a select few of their friends. They had to exercise caution when making preparations for their birthdays because the epidemic was still in its infancy at the time. Even if getting together with a huge number of friends would be a fun thing to do, Perhaps a more intimate gathering would be more appropriate for this year. They looked up in the sky and saw not a single cloud, so they came to the conclusion that going on a picnic would be the ideal thing to do this evening. Later on the same day, a security camera caught the two individuals as they entered a convenience store on their way to a cooperative supermarket in Kingsbury, where they shopped for food and beverages. They then traveled to the park in a violet Audi, and at 6.38 p.m., two more surveillance cameras saw the couple entering Frank Country Park, 
where they were getting set to begin their evening with a gathering of friends, food, and beverages. On that particular evening, there would be a total of eight people. Friends took pictures of Justin Bieber opening birthday cards while his girlfriend Nicole smiled and laughed in the background of the shots. And yet another camera captured everyone in the gathering beaming from ear to ear. It is possible that the light, the birthday festivities, or even a brief return to normalcy as a result of the epidemic contributed to the fact that the two ladies appeared to be in their natural environment. They were content and living in the present moment. As the sun went down and the day changed into evening and night, the temperature in London began to fall, and so did the group's overall level of enthusiasm. Throughout the course of that evening, Nicole's companions began dispersing from the park at sporadic intervals. At around 12 in the morning, the final group of friends, which included Nicole's boyfriend Adam, began making their way home. Nevertheless, Nicole and Bieber were not quite finished with each other just yet. They came to the conclusion that it would be fun to stay behind for a little bit longer in order to dance in the dark with fairy lights and tidy up the picnic and its provisions. Later on, Adam sent a text message to Nicole inquiring about how things were going. She responded to her boyfriend's text message by saying, I'm dancing in a field. Then, once they had set their phones up on the tripod, the sisters started flinging strands of fairy lights into the night sky. While Justin Bieber danced away, Nicole held down the fort at the rear. But after this text message and these photos, Nicole and Justin Bieber would stop communicating with each other. The two sisters did not return to their apartment that night, and Adam became concerned about his girlfriend's whereabouts the next morning. The previous night, neither sister made it back to their apartment. She did not answer to any of his most recent texts, and he was unable to communicate with Justin Bieber either. Adam had purchased a bearded dragon for Nicole in light of the fact that she has a deep affection for both animals and amphibians. He noted that she hadn't come home to feed it, nor had she requested him or anyone else to do so, which was a highly concerning indicator. He also observed that she hadn't asked him or anyone else to do so either. She had never failed to keep a close check on the timetable he followed for eating. In response to the question of whether or not the two individuals had ever come home the night before, the housemate stated that they had not. In addition, he used the application Find My Friends to try to track down Nicole's cell phone, but it yielded no results. He called everyone he could think of who could have information on their whereabouts, but he received no useful leads. It appeared as though the two women had simply vanished into thin air. Dollars. From Adam's point of view, this was a symptom of something that was really, really negative. Not only was this not in keeping with Nicole and Bieber's personalities, but all of the potential paths that could have been taken to explain where they may be had already been explored. It was at this time that Adam made the decision to seek assistance from the authorities in the hopes of filing a missing persons report for both of his sisters. However, the authorities' response lacked much vigor and urgency. They didn't appear to grasp the seriousness of the circumstances at all. Adam contacted their mother, Mina Henry, 
and together the two of them developed a tiny task force to find out about mutual acquaintances. Together, they reached out to others on Facebook and finally started their very own search party. They had been searching for Nicole and Bieber for close to 24 hours at the time the sun set on Saturday, but they had not made any headway in their search for either of them. The cops were proceeding very slowly with their investigations as Sunday morning began. And because the authorities were not providing any assistance, Adam, together with his parents and another friend named Nina, went to the park to try to retrace the steps that the sister had taken before she disappeared. When they arrived, they made the unsettling revelation that Justin Bieber's sunglasses had been left behind. She never left their side on each trip she took. During the time that Nina was delivering those sunglasses to the authorities, Adam and his father continued their search for Nicole and Justin Bieber. Uncomfortably, Adam's father eventually discovered a bloody knife. And not long after that, Adam would uncover something that was significantly worse. Upon looking through a line of shrubs that had been neglected, the bodies of his girlfriend and her sister had been discovered by him. They were both dead and entangled with one another. The eyes were wide open but appeared empty and lifeless, and there were puncture holes all over their bodies. The discovery of the body of a loved one, who has been stabbed several times and then thrown into a bush, must be one of the most difficult feelings to digest. Adam immediately fell on his knees and let out a piercing scream. His father would locate him, along with the dead, not long after the incident. After that, it would be up to Adam to give a call to their mother and deliver the news. The response that Mina gave was identical to that which Adam gave. In contrast to the first 36 hours after their absence, she had just discovered that she had lost two of her three kids overnight. After learning of the bodies, the police responded immediately with an urgent investigation. They arrived in the park just after one o'clock in the afternoon, after which they began searching for evidence while simultaneously securing the area's perimeter. It's not like this would make much of a difference anyway. Both Bieber Henry and Nicole Smallman were presumed dead by the time their bodies were discovered and Nicole's boyfriend would be the one to make the discovery. As the long road of mourning began for family and friends, investigators would locate a blood-stained cushion. The cushion was the same one that was photographed in a picture at the picnic only two days earlier, and it now provided some evidence to a crime scene. They would also locate a bag containing their picnic blankets, as well as a cell phone and bank cards belonging to Bieber at the bottom of a pond. Flowers and bouquets were placed at many gates of the park as a sign of grief and sadness for the deaths of Bieber and Nicole. The park remained closed during the duration of the outpouring. The second significant question that arose as a result of this narrative was who among these people had the ability to carry out an action of this nature? Who is responsible for the deaths of these two women? To what end? Sadly, before any attempt could even be made to address this issue, further suffering would be inflicted not only on the victim's family and friends, but also on two police officers. 
who were tasked with protecting the site after the event, would sadly snap pictures in front of Nicole and Bieber's dead bodies before releasing images to a personal WhatsApp group with over 40 members and extra pals. Nicole and Bieber both tragically died in the incident. And the conduct of these two fools would cause further anguish to a family that was already going through the most difficult period of their lives. This would be caused by the fresh resentment that would be ignited toward the police force. As soon as the dust started to settle, PC Dennis Jaffer and PC Jamie Lewis were placed on administrative leave immediately. The forensics team and the cops were both putting in a lot of effort to identify the culprit. And to their good fortune, they had a lead. It was clear from the very beginning that both Nicole and Bieber were being brutally killed and it looked like at least one of them attempted to protect the other by fighting back and trying to defend themselves. Nicole had many stab wounds on her hands, which were most likely caused by her attempts to seize possession of the knife. This identical knife, which was recovered at the site of the crime, would reveal not only the blood of the victims, but also the blood of a third person who has not yet been identified. The outcome of the analysis of this DNA would not be available for many days after it was performed. And during the same month, the DNA had finally formed a family link, which meant that the blood partially matched the DNA profile of someone who was already on the database. This was an exciting development. Even though there were several discrepancies in this individual's profile and the suspects, it was clear that this person was connected to the criminal in some way. The authorities, who were looking into every member of this family who may have been involved, would shortly after uncover a very intriguing finding using a security camera at a neighboring grocery store. At 3.48 p.m. On June 3, 2020, surveillance cameras filmed a guy entering an Asta store, where he subsequently made purchases of gum, beverages, candles, and a set of kitchen knives. The knife that was discovered at the site of the crime matched one of the knives in the set of kitchen knives, which is the primary reason why they were interested in seeing this tape in the first place. It was due to the fact that the purchase had been made by a client with the same surname as the DNA profile, with a familial relation to the partially matching DNA profile, a purchase that matched the murder weapon and an address that was less than one mile away from Fryan Country Park. This young man, whom the police knew by the name Daniel Hussein, was of significant interest to the authorities. The police thought that they finally had enough evidence to arrest Daniel on suspicion of murder in the late hours of June 30. Because of this, law enforcement officials made the decision to go see him early on the morning of July 1st. There is someone on their way to sip. That sums it up well. You're under arrest. Come out. Come out. It's at this address. Keep going towards me. Keep going toward me. Stay put at your current location. Stay put at the current location. Stay put at the current location. Put your hands behind your head. Stay put at your current location. Face me. Put your hands behind your head. Stay put at your current location. You're under arrest. Okay, turn it around so that it faces an automobile. Yeah, 
Taser weapons and riot shields were waiting for the police officers who responded to Hussein's mother's home in Blackheath when they arrived. They took him into custody without delay and transported him to the Wandsworth Police Department for interrogation the whole time. He appeared to be depressed and lifeless. Any injuries to Tiffany? Yeah. Which comes first, the wrists or the cuffs? No. What led up to the event? Sorry. What led up to the event? Is this some kind of interview? That was a query, actually. What led to the injuries on your fingers in the first place? Could. I have no doubt that this is the point when Daniel fully comprehends the gravity of the issue. It's not hard to see that he realizes they've lost. Yeah. Exists any pre-existing medical conditions? Conditions similar to asthma, diabetes, high blood pressure, and heart disease. Do you have any of these? No. You don't intend to do that. After they have been taken into custody, questions are asked of them. Before you ask any questions, just listen to the official interview. You are going to have an interview in the future. What? This is the time that you have been scheduled to arrive to the facility. Okay. Problems with your mental health. Problems with your mental health. Have you ever considered or attempted to inflict damage on yourself? How do you rate your mood at this very moment? To tell you the truth, I'm completely perplexed. After he was taken into custody, the cops would look through both his mother's and his father's belongings. And what they would uncover is a mound of material that is both unsettling and incriminating of the defendant. I'm not even referring to evidence that is even a little bit suggestive here. This cannot be stated any more plainly than it already is. They began their investigation in the house of his mother, where they found satanic symbols painted on the walls and door of his bedroom. In addition, detectives discovered the letter after investigating in much more detail. The king of Lucifugirofokale was the intended recipient of the letter. According to the teachings of demonology, Luciferfuge is a demon that Lucifer has placed in charge of the administration of hell on Lucifer's behalf. Additionally, in the letter that Daniel sent to him, he requested the following agreement for the King Lucifugirofokale, the mighty. In order to show my devotion to you, I promise to carry out a minimum of six sacrifices every six months for as long as I am free and able to do so physically. I will only offer females as sacrifices. I will construct a temple for you and I will fulfill all of the other commitments that I have made to you. In exchange for the upcoming sacrifices that I will make for you, I will eventually win the Mega Million Super Jackpot and be showered with bountiful riches. The benefits might include monetary gain and political influence. It is guaranteed that the police will never accuse me of committing any crimes. And it is also guaranteed that the police will never discover that I have committed any crimes. And that is what I intend to accomplish. This document was signed by Daniel. It's really frightening that he wrote his name in his own blood, and the fact that he did it is sort of messed up. In addition, the investigators discovered three lottery tickets in the suspect's bedroom. 
Those lottery tickets were purchased at the very last possible moment, immediately before Bieber and Nicole were killed. It appeared as though he was quite serious about the objectives that were outlined in the letter. The subsequent days would provide further CCTV evidence that would disclose a great deal of information about Daniel and his whereabouts, beginning with the security tape that showed him purchasing knives at Asti only two days before the killings. It would be clear from his bank accounts that he had placed an order with Amazon the next day for a complete face mask as well as a shovel. And in the evening of the night that they passed away, if there was a security camera in the house next door to Daniel's, it would have recorded him leaving his house at 7.42 p.m. As well, one minute and ten minutes later, he would be caught on camera by a different camera when he was headed toward the park. Additionally, we have audio of him being captured at a bus stop that is situated much closer to the park. After being gone for many hours, Daniel would eventually make his way back to his house just two hours after Nicole and Bieber had been murdered. Because he was not wearing any pants and looked to be hiding a bandaged hand in his sweater, it is possible that he had injured his hand earlier that evening, about six o'clock, and was trying to cover it up. After that, Daniel went to Northwick Park Hospital on that exact same day to seek medical attention for cuts that he had sustained to his right hand. When asked how he got those injuries, he told one doctor that he was migged, and he told another doctor that he was attacked by a bunch of youths. Both of these explanations were given when he was questioned by the doctors. Afterward, on June 16, Daniel dialed the number to his bank and asked for a new car alleging that he had misplaced his old one a few weeks earlier and that he had seen a number of suspicious activities on his most recent bank account. The cops, however, swiftly discovered that he had been using the identical card in the film taken at Asta, and this deception was exposed as a complete fabrication. At this point in the inquiry, Daniel's web of lies, dishonesty, and violence was quite clear to the detectives who were looking into the case. Now that the investigation was complete, all that remained was to gather as much evidence as they possibly could and wait for his trial to begin. But when the date of this trial drew nearer, Daniel and his attorney decided to switch tactics and try to explain Daniel's behavior by pointing the finger at his diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder and further information would materialize out of thin air as well. In fact, as soon as the detectives began looking into Daniel's history, they discovered that he had a very shady and unsettling background. From October 2017 all the way until May 2018, Daniel was under the watchful eye of the Prevent Strategy a division of the Home Office tasked with keeping an eye on individuals who present a potential threat of becoming terrorists. At the time, he was 15 years old and had been found reading content associated with the far right while using a computer at his secondary school. Daniel was also an avid follower of a YouTuber by the name of Coetting. Coetting was a member of the Satanic Order of Nine Angles and had a history of convictions related to drug and weapon offenses. Daniel was a fan of Coetting's channel. Disappointingly, Coetting's movies and weapages contained directions for ritualistic murder, 
and those instructions bore a striking resemblance to Daniel's own behaviors. It seems as though he had been directly influenced by this other individual. Daniel was also active on a satanic site, where he posed as a psychic vampire and begged for guidance on demonic pacts. On this forum, Daniel claimed to be a psychic vampire. It is important to note that the overwhelming majority of Satanists do not engage in violent behavior. Yet, there is a small but present risk of encountering violent extremists like Daniel Hussein and Pazuzu Algarat. In spite of this, the repercussions of Daniel's conduct would be quite significant, not just for the relatives and close friends of Bieber and Nicole, but also for anybody else who was observing the discussion at the time. The findings of the autopsy would ultimately show that both ladies had died as a result of being stabbed. There is a good chance that Bieber passed away first. Because she was caught off guard during the occurrence, she was unable to put up a fight against the person who murdered her. On the other hand, Nicole resisted her attackers valiantly in order to save both herself and her sister. However, she was overcome and she ended up stabbing herself more than 40 times before she died. Just a few brief minutes before this, this selfie was shot at 1.13 in the morning by Nicole and Justin Bieber. The investigators have a strong suspicion that this picture was shot precisely at the moment that Daniel was coming closer to them. It's probable that they were paying attention to him specifically. Daniel entered a not guilty plea at the Old Bailey on March 11, 2021, in response to the charges of two counts of murder that were brought against him following his arrest. The proceedings of his trial would commence on June 9 of that year, and he would be found guilty of both murders on July 6 of that year. With the English legislation, which states that a court cannot impose a full-life tariff on a person who is less than 21 years old, Daniel was handed a life sentence with a mandatory minimum of 37 years in jail, after which his case will be reviewed to determine whether or not he should be released. Therefore, it is possible that we may see him walking the streets once again in the year 2057. There would be further repercussions for those offenders who lived in more remote areas. Coetting was eventually banned from Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for the violent content that led Daniel to kill these innocent ladies. This followed independent assessments of his online content that were conducted after it was made available to the public. And the police officers who were found to have taken selfies with Nicole and Bieber's dead bodies have subsequently pleaded guilty to misconduct. They said that they had taken a total of six images of the bodies before referring to them as, quote, two dead birds. Nicole and Bieber's bodies were in a state of decomposition when the cops took the pictures. In the context of a group discussion, since then, Mina Smallman, who calls as PC Dennis Jaffer and PC Jamie Lewis Deplorable 1 and Deplorable 2, has called for action and demanded that the Metropolitan Police crack down and get rid of the rot once and for all. She has referred to them as Deplorable 1 and Deplorable 2. This day has been absolutely incredible for us, but it's only the first of three fights, and the other two are still to come. But on this day, 
We remember our ladies as the amazing, powerful people they were, and we hope that some good will come out of this tragic narrative in the future. Thank you. The sentences for Dennis and Jamie will be handed down at a later time. You, after both Nicole and Justin Bieber passed away, a memorial was held at Fryan Country Park to remember their memories. The vigil took place in the same location in the park where the two had spent their final evening together while they were still living. Candles were lit while friends and family members spoke about the impact that the deceased individual's absence had made on their lives while remembering them. As more information regarding this case becomes available, it is quite evident that both Bieber and Nicole were young ladies who had caring tendencies. Even in the course of their work, they maintained a high level of concern and inventiveness in order to contribute positively to the world. It is a terrible irony that they were killed while doing something that they enjoyed, which was spending time with friends and enjoying a meal and beverages in a park while watching the sun go down. They were reveling in the here and now and appreciating each other's company while they celebrated life itself. Their manner of life was a perfect reflection of the statement that was sewn into the cushion on their couch. The purpose of life is not to sit around and wait for the storm to pass. Learning how to dance in the rain is the focus of this story. Based on the written deal that Daniel made with a demon, it would appear that his true purpose was to murder six different women every six months. And with that out of the way, it's a huge stroke of good luck that he was captured so quickly. If circumstances had been different, London may have been the victim of further deaths and tragedies, or possibly a serial killer. And despite the fact that the investigators did a wonderful job of rapidly finding him, it is unforgivable how long it took them to begin inquiries into their abduction. I'm going to be keeping a careful eye on this situation. I really hope that these two jerks end up getting the punishment that they so well deserve in the future. On the other side, I find it quite motivating to see how strong Mina Smallman is, and I have the utmost optimism that she, along with her family and friends, will eventually discover the solace and serenity that they all require. Do you feel a chill down your spine reading about the Daniel Hussein case, just like I do? His actions are truly a nightmare for those living in the East London area. What do you think of Daniel Hussein? Do you believe that his current sentence is severe enough? And in your opinion, should the police have acted more quickly? Leave your thoughts in the comments section below, and I will read and respond. If you found the information in this case useful, don't forget to give this case a like and subscribe to the channel for more content. That's all I have to share with you today. Thank you for being here, and take care of each other until I return. Have a great day.